hello and welcome episode four of two dumbbells and a microphone i'm joey dessel i'm dj moore and today's topic is what makes for a good workout it's a big question uh, but this is a topic that we purposefully decided as episode number four because we know that this is relevant to people and we do have a bit of unsolicited advice that we wish to kind of shoehorn in onto, uh, hopefully onto your next workout. So we're going to talk about what makes for a good workout and I think cover a few of the, the common mistakes and pitfalls that people fall victim to when they're trying to create their own workouts. I believe this is a, a, a highly debatable topic, actually. Yeah, definitely. It, I've had a chance to talk to several people, uh, clients, uh, trainers, I asked them this question without leading them into anything, just, just simply answer the question for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I got a lot of varied answers and this is exactly what I expected to get. But when I was doing this, I was also answering it myself and I had to answer it first because it is a very personal question, but as trainers and coaches, I think what we're trying to do with our clients and the people that are listening to this is that we want to give them this information that they can use right away for this. Definitely. And by explaining from my perspective, your perspective, Joey, what a good workout should look like, I'm hoping to change the potential client's perspective on how they go about their health absolutely. process. Yeah, absolutely. Putting in this whole idea that certain workouts need to be certain ways or my, my workouts have to be productive in a certain way from order for me to quantify that it's effective or good is varied. Yeah, absolutely. Because I personally, I don't actually look at my workouts anymore, whether they're good or bad. Hmm. What do you mean? Tell me more. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad that I said this because I don't, I don't want this to sound arrogant at all. Okay. This is not about being arrogant. This is about being very well educated in my own body, my own mind, knowing exactly what I need to do and how to get it done and then executing it to its utmost perfection is what I do. Now, if I don't accomplish something within that routine, I don't consider it failure or loss. Okay. I just consider it not being done and it's okay. Okay. So incomplete. Incomplete, but accepting sure. that nature because of the the process that I put myself under is is hard to begin with for most people to do. Definitely. But I'm not necessarily trying to push myself to those peaks and limits that where I can't stand or breathe or function. Yeah, either. that would be too much. So I think that's fair. A lot of people are like that. Don't want to overdo it. Now, let me ask you this, though. So when you're talking about your own workout routine and how you're establishing whether it's a good workout, you say that you're not as interested in, in what's good? Or explain that to me okay. a little more. Like, what do you mean? Well, I work out seven days a week. Okay. And I work out my legs seven days a week. I work out my back, my shoulders, and my chest, my arms, seven days a week. It's a lot of work. Well, you would think so. But how I have it programmed is that no body part is getting punished to the point where it can't perform the next day at a high level. Oh, I and see. And each exercise that I do the day prior will not affect the next movements for the day following. Okay. Because I'm not looking to become sore or hindered the next day to perform my movement patterns. Okay, gotcha. And so I take out load as being the process, even though some of my loads are heavy, some of my loads are very light. And so throughout the entire week, my body always stays at an optimate level of functioning, even though during my events, I'm quite winded and tired. I see. Okay, so you're, you're having a high-frequency... They're very challenging workouts, but you're not getting into the realm of being basically being overdone and overly sore the next day. So then you can yeah. do another workout the next day and you get that high level of frequency. I have a very high level of execution. The things that I do are fundamentally hard to execute. Right. Okay. So technically complex movements, of course. physically really challenging. Of course. Okay. Because at the levels that I feel like I'm at... Like I need to be doing things that are both very physically challenged, but also mentally challenging for me as well. Right. And yes, of course that comes to load, but also the, the tool that I use. My, my favorites right now are kettlebells. Okay. Cause they, they're very hard to handle. 
yeah, I was hoping we would be able to talk implements or right, the tools that we actually use in a workout. Um, but let, let's make sure that we're we're really on the same track here. So we're already about five minutes in. We're talking about the best workout or a good workout. Let's define that a little bit more so we can all be on the same page. I got some notes for some yeah, clients. Hit me out. with it. What makes a good workout? Okay, so yeah, because we don't care about my workouts. Well, right? we can talk how to achieve these criteria. Okay, we'll hold that next. on to that. Let's make sure we cover cover what we're actually looking for. Okay, so this is this is what I got from one of my clients, and I'm not going to give names or genders. I'm just going to tell you how it is. Okay, I feel challenged, and when my body works, I'm not exhausted. Okay. So that to her, sorry, there it is. There's that gender. Dang it. Well, just, it, it shouldn't matter. It, it, it you're just matter. pretending it's a woman. It's <laughs> actually, it's, I, well, it's, but because, you're right. It's independent because the level of challenge where, you know, you're feeling like you, like this person said worked, but they're not flattened by it. They're not exhausted. Right. That is a big deal. And I'm really glad that that's the first one you read because I also believe that a good workout is followed by another one. When we can get that chain, when we get two, three, four in a week. Seven days a week. Or even seven. Yeah. And so right now it's very trendy in fitness culture to do these like heroic Navy SEAL caliber workouts. And if you're anything like me, you're sore for like three days after you've done that. Maybe you have maybe you don't even do anything else because of how uncomfortable you feel. Uh, and this is actually, I think, really detrimental. So if we're really zooming in, first and first thing on a good workout is the level of relative challenge, the exertion that you're putting out right. while you're participating. And when you get more fit, you will do more work, lift heavier, do more reps, but you're still going to land at some rate of exertion. Even if you're empirically doing more, the way it feels to your body is a strong indicator for a good workout. I like that's well put. Cool. However, let's continue because this person yeah, also ahead. had more to say. Oh, okay. Right on. Let's go. Well, I found a, a couple people had multiple answers, which is acceptable here because this is it. This cool. is the true answer that I expected. Yeah. Variety. Oh, okay. My, my clients might be biased because I really do teach them a very variety-based training routines. Okay. I use bands and bells and balls and you name it. I use it. We get it. I mean, I've even had them purchase things. So, okay. So a lot of variety on implement. Yeah. The, because it, because I know why, because it keeps the mind interested. You don't sure. have to slug away at three times 12, this one move. We can do it one time and it's really difficult or hard. And then we're done with it. And then we move on to the next one. So it never seems like this slug through to get through the right. hard things, yeah. which I did for many years in my own routines, thinking that this is the way. Right. Like willpower is the only thing. It's the only thing. Okay. So yeah. instead, we can actually draw some fun from the variety, which gives Stimulus. us- Stimulus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe not fun. I, <laughs> I try to leave okay. fun out of my workouts that's because- fair. No, I, I just don't believe that they're fun. I think that that's fair because, you know, that doesn't, if we call a workout fun, that doesn't leave much room for a sports game or playing with yeah. your buddies. Like that's more fun than working out. Yeah. Skateboarding is, so is a workout I, I for me, that. it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if we got a participant, you know, they want to have the nice challenge level, they're getting a good workout because of variety. And I just want to tack this on before we keep going. I know you personally, and when someone is uh, receiving variety of implement, they're probably still going to be doing the same muscle group or type of movement, something where you're still tapping into that stimulus that you want, but now doing it in a slightly different way to get that variety satisfied. Okay. Yeah. This okay. person had another answer too. Keep going. And I think this is important for you and me. Okay. Because th I didn't, this kind of didn't shock me, but it did open my eyes. She said to me, when being coached and knowing that I have agreement of commitment with you, she says, I know that I can look forward to a workout or a routine that's going to help me. And that cool. is what she used. I was like, oh, I'm part of this process too as well wow. for people. Okay. And I think that was very powerful for me to hear. And I wanted to share that with yeah, you too, because cool. I believe there's other people that you've helped and affected in your life that will say the same thing. Right. Is that because of you and your commitment to them they have good quality workouts too because of your expertise. I like that. And I think that that was important for me to hear and it felt really good yeah. and I felt very proud that she used this to describe what a good workout is. That's important too. 
I think that's really cool. Yeah. Good coaching. And so she's got that partnership where she knows that you care about it just as much, if not more than she does. And so when you guys are both in the gym as client and trainer, you're working on that same goal, maybe with equal mental tenacity. She's doing the physical work, obviously, mm -hmm. but you've thought about the workout and created mm -hmm. that and set it up. And so to get a better workout because someone else is also bought in to what you're doing, I think that's really cool. Well, it leads into this whole point of working one-on-one -on -one with people and how important it has been with, for my growth as a human being and as a trainer. Yeah. I could not be doing what I do with the passion that I have without them. Yeah. This is, these are my, they're not, I don't want to say they're my clients. These yeah. are my friends that I, that I teach mm -hmm. with a lot of passion. Yeah. And just because they're my friends, they don't get a pass. Right. Yeah. And I don't make things easier for them. Wouldn't be friendly to do if that. If anything, I challenge them more and they're appreciative of this quality that I bring. It's important to know when you're searching for your next trainer or coach, ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this podcast, mm -hmm. maybe these are some of the attributes you should be looking for from them. I would agree. Yeah. You know, That's talk. exactly the advice I would give to a trusted family member. Hey, this is how you find a good trainer. Make sure you hear this from them. Talk to the people that are in the gym about those trainers. Mm -hmm. You know, some if you see someone being coached by somebody you're potentially thinking about being coached by. Yeah stop that person when they're done, you know, that training session and maybe talk to them about right. that person. Yeah, and get don't them interrupt, feel. but at the end, yeah. do a little, a little review. That's how I got a lot of my clients, by the way. Yeah. And I think that's a good piece of advice for people as well. You know, if you're thinking about a trainer, go to the gym around the time you'd want to be meeting with a trainer and do a bit of window shopping, ride the bikes and look at the trainers and see Please. how they interact with the clients and see if the one that you're thinking about working with looks like he'd be a good fit for you. He or she, yeah. yeah. I mean, do a little bit of like that. And I think that's a great idea while you're getting your own bike ride or your own mm -hmm. cardio effort. Do a little spying. Yeah. Right? Investigate. Why shouldn't it. you please yeah. investigate your your coach or trainer before picking? Mm -hmm. They should sound something like us, I think. I think so. And now uh, you got your notebook. Let's I do, do I got this. more? Yeah, so Well, here I got my phone out too Write this down for me before we go on or okay. take a note of it. I just want to make sure we kind of collect our thoughts as we go through. Sure, sure. We're talking about what makes a good workout, and so far we've heard about uh, the process itself, right? Because we want to enjoy the moments we're spending in the gym. Challenged but not exhausted. Yep. Challenged but not exhausted and having that variety which we've concluded is also given us that mental interest that comes from having a, something that's not a, a rut when yeah. you're in your routine. You're not going to do something you don't like. Trust me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so a good workout, of course, we have the product orientation and the process. We want the results, but we also want to enjoy it while we're in there. And we know that that's crucial because when a person reaches their goal weight or they hit the weightlifting record they wanted to achieve, they still have to like the process because they need to continue the gym effort to maintain and to, to keep what they've built up. This journey is long. Yeah. When you hit your goal, you have to continue. Right. It's not like you're going to suddenly <laughs> stop. So we can't be Hope entirely not. product or result oriented. True. We need to have some of that love for the process. That's so right. if we think about a good workout, being challenging but not exhausting, being mentally stimulating, but then also giving you that sensation of developing your proficiency. You're getting better at it through repeated effort. And this is something. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, this was a big factor too. Uh -huh. uh, I teach my clients that it's it's about the completion. Mm. Okay. This is why I design the things that I do. They're hard, but I know that they can complete them. And when the person has a sense of completion with something, it, it builds that successful like success hormone or I know I'm not, I'm not talking science here, right, but you know what I'm yeah. saying? Just to keep it simple. They go, Oh man, I did do it. And that little bit of success just builds and builds and builds. And this is how I build my, my training sessions That's is huge. to make you be a success. I will give you the weights and the positions and, and stuff to, for you to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to struggle, but you're going to do it. And then by doing that, you'll feel that. Absolutely. Yeah. Completion. The ability to have that that feeling of self-effectiveness, that you can put your mind to something, and if you have the dedicated time and effort, you're going to end up with the result that you're looking for. And that starts small with the workout on the whiteboard or the, on the sheet or on the app. 
where you look at it and you're like, yeah. man, I don't know if how I can possibly do all of this. And he says three times or four times, pretty soon you have done that. And that starts to spiral out into other parts of your life where you build these good workouts, which are also creating uh, the, the self-confidence for you to attempt other things that yeah. seem overly challenging. Which, I think that's such a cool side benefit. Let's put this involved with that because completion, when I say this completion, new people that are going back to the gym or just as they're, you're maybe just, we're inspiring you to hit the gym now. Right. Okay. Look, if you go in and you spend 20 minutes wandering around, just looking at the damn equipment, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a pass on that. Go right ahead. Yeah. And if that's your success for the day, just go scout out that gym. Yep. Then you made it. Yeah. That's what level I'm talking about. Yep. We're going to start at the very basics of you making it, you know what, go to the parking lot, the sit parking in front lot. of the gym, yeah. right? And just watch the people go in. Don't even go in then. Yeah. If that's the level that you feel, then that's what I'm talking about. If you do make it in and you do sit down and on some machines or you do some stuff, there's nothing wrong with just doing 20 minutes and leaving. Right. That started, yeah. that started at 10. I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, nowadays I hear so often from people, you know, kind of this general idea of like, oh, I didn't have time energy ability for the full 90 minute Navy seal complete workout with the great stretching at the end and the start. And so I didn't do anything at all. I was like, dang it, man. Like we cannot afford to lose out on even 75% energy or 55% energy. If that's what you got that day, do that. And Please. if you're struggling to start, follow DJ's advice and begin with just driving to the gym. Just going through the door, just looking around. Pretend you're trying to meet someone. You're looking for them everywhere. You don't see them, so you leave. True story. And let yourself feel good about what you did. Don't tell yeah. yourself that you didn't complete a workout and you fell short of X, Y, and Z. Instead, say, I did do small steps, which I'm going to build off of. I think that's such a huge, just monumental Thank shift you. for how you approach a single workout, a first workout. Hell, even uh, a single rep of a weightlifting movement. Or even starting idea. your first podcasts. That's true, man. Yeah. yeah. We started at the, like, uh, should we even do this? So that small step has led to where we are right now. So true. So small, in fact, that it was just a thought. Yeah. It was just like, ah, uh, maybe. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. And now here we are. This is a big thing. And so let's keep going. I, I, got, I, I, got, yeah. I got more from, I got more from another one. Okay. okay, so before we move on here, we've we've talked about the challenge and the process and a little bit the result, yeah. and then also the way we want to feel about what we're doing. And we've touched on this now with proficiency and that sensation of completing what you set out to do. And I think that this is really underrated because you know people are making workouts massively complicated, highly challenging, and then also necessary. putting themselves through the mud for falling short of following that program. And True. so I think for us to say, hey, you know, one thing that's important to have a good workout is to feel like you know what you're doing and that you're doing it properly. And the way to achieve that sensation is with a bit of knowledge you can learn, you can be taught, but then you have to practice it. And the practice is an important part of health and fitness that we miss out on if we're constantly varying our workouts. So I'll go out right mm -hmm. now and I'll say, I, say I think it's crucial to have a good workout. It's crucial for us to be skillful at what we're doing and we get skill by practicing. If we have too much variety, we're going to miss out on that practice opportunity. Okay. And you never have the chance to really rise up to a quote unquote good workout. Can I tie into this? Because I like the way you put that because my first answer from one of my clients was, was the variety. And I hear the distinction that I think we should make with people. Yeah is that I've been training this person for six years. Right, okay. So like you were saying, is like, okay, we only need about four movements to start with. Mm -hmm. If you're a beginner, like, why don't we just start with four movement patterns that we know yeah. are gonna help you, right? Whereas my client who's done those four and about 7 million others, mm -hmm. she is now capable and I have moved her into variety because she has right. passed yeah. to the next levels. She's kind of earned variety Correct. through proficiency. Right. Totally. And if I wanted, if I'm gonna be very truthful, this is how I want to train from now on. Uh, anybody that comes to me, I want to start at those levels where we're, where we're saying, hey, yo, we're going to focus 30 minutes yeah. on just getting you mobile. Mm -hmm. and let me give you an example of this because I've been, I've been dealing with this a lot. Normally, you and I get people who are broken into some right. fat. My shoulder, right. my knee, my hip, my back, my neck. Pick a spot. Not to be right? derogatory. Nope. They just have some baggage, nope. some challenge, this, some injury. No trainer 
gets a perfect specimen. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't need us if they already. We are getting. Well. And here's the here's <laughs> the metaphor. You're coming in. You you got three flat tires. Your seatbelt don't work. One of your airbags has gone off, yeah. and one of the headlights is starting to dim. Yeah. And this is what we get. And it's we understand that. So I want my training to be like. Well, first, let's get the tires inflated. Mm. Let's get that seatbelt corrected. Yeah, right. Oh, let's replace that bulb first, and then. Why don't we go ahead and then we can focus in on losing some of that fat or gaining some more of that muscle because yeah. along the way, right? So yes, start small. These are good workouts. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, mm -hmm. good workouts. Mm -hmm. Variety for my client comes later. Right. Okay. Yeah, I like that. that tie so in? It's earned with proficiency. It's earned with duration, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that um, as we're talking about this right, right along the same lines, intensity, is also earned the same way. <laughs> Lifting heavier, moving further, moving faster, that stuff that makes a workout quote unquote harder, those are things that you should only do when you are moving well because that's how you keep yourself safe and it's how you extract the most effort in that workout itself. If you have a great squat, you're gonna do heavier weights, more reps, more work in the hour that you With spend. With more confidence. And less trauma to your joints. So right. it's a win-win. And so I'll say to this, you know, if we're thinking about variety, it comes after we've gotten good at things and getting good at things is also how we start to go a little bit faster. And that going faster is what people are interested in, right? And I'm speaking metaphorically by saying going faster, I mean heavier or longer session, whatever your improvement may be. We want to get into that zone because that's where we start to get the results people talk to us that's about. That's right. They want to burn fat. They want to get strong. They want to dense up their bones. Honestly, we can't even do the work sometimes. You got to fill up the tires, right? Exactly. It's, to this your is point. this is yeah. it. So so we get a good workout by being good at working out, which we can develop through skill practice. Unfortunately, it's trendy right now for us to lean too much towards variety and not to be comfortable enough with that systematic repetitive routine it's true but yeah. that goes right into another topic which is annoying to me yes yeah. it says that counterculture which was our last episode we'll cover it again yeah, I think we'll, and, that's and gonna sure be a we'll popular one so we'll revisit it. why we see that this is a problem yeah. and why you should avoid this at all costs yep. okay yeah so right now people get into this situation where they're finished with work and they're like oh i got a little extra time i'm gonna go i'll hit a workout on the way home well, what am i gonna do shoot this can be a barrier for participation because now we have to do the thought process of coming up with a good workout or at least looking at someone's suggestion and determining if it's good for us. This is a hard thing to do if you're not a fitness professional. So I understand why it trips people up. And I think the solution is to have a, a skeleton workout, like a, a scaffolding that you know works well for you and keeps you in decent shape and you can do almost half asleep and then that's what you fall back on when you're a little short on time or thought process. Yeah. Yeah. And when you want a That's little more excellent. fitness in your life, dial it up, get into some of those harder versions like we talk about. And when you don't have as much time, maybe it falls off a little bit, but you should have this back pocket routine where you go in and say, Hey, if I can get two dumbbells and a bench and a little open space, I can do a push, a pull, the legs, hips, core, and I'm going to leave challenged, but not fatigued. This and is the core of my training, dude. Yeah. You're explaining cool, my training right now. Yeah. See, that's great, man. That's and crazy. People don't see this from other fitness professionals because of the industry. The industry says, position yourself as the expert in a complicated world so that that prospective client will pay you money to be their guidance through this complicated world. And we're here to say, yeah, it's not quite like that. <laughs> There's a lot that we can do. Sure, there's complexity at the upper limits, but most people need to focus on beginning their participation, from getting the most out of their efforts, from making sure that it's not harmful so that they can be in it for the long term, which a lot of people need because they have serious health changes to make. We can't afford to get hurt and then fall off of our program because we did, right. did it too fast. Right. I'm injured right now, by the way. Oh, just a little bit. Just yeah. a little, My calf has is, is been annoying, but it, I felt really good today, so I, I took it through its limits. But yeah, you know what? That doesn't stop me. I'll work right around this thing and find something else to do to make sure that I can continue on. Right. I think we need to explain to people too as well that when we go to the gym, okay, it's not every day that, I, that I'm in there. <laughs> and I just like, yeah, I'm going to kill it today. Right. Not every workout yeah, is maximum it's not, it's intensity. It's not like that, man. Right. It's not like that at all. And I, and I never want it to be anymore. I used to be that way. 
So I agree with that. I know that a lot of you don't want to go. However, what makes a good workout is when you actually do go. As yes. basic as that sounds, yeah. it's like getting getting it yeah. to happen is what matters. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I've had many opportunities where my clients have changed their schedule on me, which has shortened my maybe my workout time because I I've kind of put mine in, weave mine in sure, through the day yeah. to for efficiency. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mine's been shortened by you know someone needing to switch times, and so I have to switch gears immediately about what I want to accomplish with that shorter amount of time. Your window is small. Yeah, okay. and guess what? Those are great workouts too. Yeah. Okay. So okay, you can so do that. Duration is not a required element of a good workout. That's, How do you yep. get a good workout when you're making it in a shorter period of time? What kind of changes do you make? Okay, well, <laughs> this is maybe where we can talk a little more detailed because you know we know that people want the good workouts. We ourselves want them as well. We get them, and hopefully, we can give some information now to the audience so that they can achieve a good workout as well. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely love to answer that question. Okay, cool. But you yeah, have to answer cool. it first then. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> well, let me just make sure here as we go along. Um, we've been going and we've been talking about, you know, what makes for a good workout and some of the elements as far as process, product, the level of challenge, the level of variety, and how we balance those elements together. And I think what we're coming into next is how a person can appropriately match their level of ability for that day to the level of challenge that they put themselves through in a workout. Now, fitness professionals do this kind of intuitively. We have yeah. this calculation that we're running where we're getting warmed up or we're putting on our exercise shoes and we're thinking, how was our sleep? How's our nutrition been? What's our stress like? How's your posture been for the five hours prior to this session? Because all that stuff is going to influence how you can perform in your workout. And once we've done that accounting, we always make an adjustment. We always say, hey, we're going to substitute this movement for this other movement because of X, Y, or Z reason. And those adjustments are made because of our skill. But what the reason I tell people now is because the outcome is that we're always matching what we can do to what we ask ourselves to do. And there's that challenge yes. level that's appropriate all the way through the week. Well put, actually. I, I'm glad you said it like that. That's, oh, that's well done. Thank you. All right, great. I think this is a big deal because people... Mm-hmm show up to the gym on Tuesday afternoon with 83% energy mm-hmm. and they look at that Navy SEAL workout and they're like, oh man, you know, it's never I, gonna happen. I can't do it or I, or they try it and they don't, it's not successful. Their technique breaks down. It's like they would be so much better off if they were able to say, hey, here's this workout plan. Let me cut it down to 83% so that it's yeah. exactly what I am capable of. Today. I've done that. Yeah. And so how does a person do that? If they're not a fitness professional with college okay. and education and experience what can they do to make those adjustments okay dude that's a really hard question um dan that almost puts me on the spot because i don't i don't know how we can answer that this is a very individual thing and and unfortunately there is a lot of factors that come into when you don't feel like doing something you and i are different joey Mm -hmm. um because we know we're 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 built we're, we're cut from different cloth when it comes to this type of activity when you have I'm just going to be, Bob is going to be my made up name. Yeah. Made up guy. Witness protection. Yeah. When, when, when Bob, you know, comes home from work, um, and he's had a full day of whatever job is and he's stressed and stuff like that. And you know, he can, he can either a Bob's off work and he can either a go right to the gym, like just shoot right there, or he can go home and he can pop on Netflix or prime or whatever it is. And he's at 75%, like you were saying. Sure. There's a real, this, this is what makes this question really hard to answer, I think, is because you know what's really alluring? The fact that Bob can go home and just sit down and chill out and feel relaxed. And he's like, I just, I'm just tired. I don't want to be more tired. Mm-hmm. So he won't go to the gym because he thinks that he has to put in a hundred. The Navy SEAL. Workout. Right. And, yeah. and it's just the, one of the most untrue things. And so I don't know how we can really answer that question. This individual has to make a sound, committed choice within their own head. They basically have to get in their own head and say, look, I know I, I don't have it all, but I, get, I bet you that if I go to the gym, I'm going to feel better. Yeah. How do I know this? I'll tell you why I know this. Because I have clientele who will do this to me every single day. 
They'll come in and like, oh man, this, this, and this. And by the time they're done, they go, I feel so much better. I'm so glad I'm I did I'm so this. glad I did yes. this. And I only Truth. made them give me 50%. Keep going. 50% of this. And so that therefore proves to me that Bob should not go home that Bob would end up feeling better, but you don't know it because you haven't practiced it. Mm-hmm. That crucial moment of thinking, how am I going to get that to change? Man? How do we change that? Yeah. So, okay, this is really interesting because I think a lot of people are in this exact situation. They have some maybe medium to high physical work. They're pretty tired by the end of the day. Or even a desk job where they're sitting at a computer. They're tired from looking could at a be, screen. Yeah, that can be tiring in a different way, definitely. Absolutely. And so if that person is faced with the question of like, hey, you know, how do I either choose between going to the gym and doing a session or going home and taking some relaxation, there's there's value on both sides of that. And it can be a tough thing to come up with. But I think it's important for us to talk about it right now because it highlights the important distinction between the type of workouts that fitness professionals participate in and the type of workouts that people think we participate in. Okay. When we go to the gym, I think people believe, oh, he's a trainer. He's going to do some Navy SEAL, handstand, <laughs> deadlift, flip around, high jump, box jumps. Yeah, he must do that every day. But I'm not watching, I'm not at the gym every day, so I don't see what Joey does tomorrow, right? That's what they're thinking. Yeah. Well, the reality is tomorrow, after I do all that heroic stuff that you saw, I might come into the gym, do three sets of bicep curls, talk to two of my friends, stretch out a little bit, and go home early. And mm-hmm. I actually think that is a massive victory because it's two days in a row mm-hmm. and I'm going to be back for Wednesday. I'm going to get that third mm-hmm. session too. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to drive home with this point is that when we're looking at our workouts and we look at the totality of circumstances for that one session, we're also thinking about the totality of our week and how sessions are going to work together. And this is because we know frequency, consistency is the number one factor in fitness. It's not intensity. It's not duration. None of that. What matters is you show up more often. Consistency yeah. is such a key word. Yep. Oof. And I can prove this even without any knowledge of health and fitness. We can just look at individuals who have medium high or even high effort jobs where they're carrying toolboxes, they're wrestling big metal stuff into place. They got some challenging work like that. They do not go through their day like they're doing a Navy SEAL workout. They work for eight hours or 12 hours, not one hour in a group class. Mm -hmm. They're at a lower intensity and they'll be strong as hell after they've Mm -hmm. done this five years, 10 years, whatever. And so we know for sure that doing something every day makes you better at it. And if we're able to get consistency to build proficiency, then we earn variety which is then helping us stay committed and engaged with the program. Yeah. These are the advantages that fitness professionals have, which I think we don't talk about enough when we're giving this is This is why info. when people look at us and they'll say things to us like, well, you know, it's easy for you. Yeah. And, and I'm like, stop for Rude. a second. <laughs> and I don't want to get into it with them because it's yeah. a naive comment right. because they don't actually, be and it's not meant to be mean. Be mean yeah. And I shouldn't take it that way because they have no idea then I'm not going to get a Pulitzer. I'm not going to get an award for the fact that I've been doing since this since I'm 14. Right. Yeah. They're ne- they have no idea how much work and stuff I have put in. Honestly, if you weren't good at it by now, I would be disappointed. Yeah, in I would myself. be highly disappointed <laughs> in myself because well, yeah. well, that's how I thrive under this. Right. I need to have a, a high level of execution. Right. And I'm you a- would expect them to be as good as you are if they had spent. 15, 20, 25 years doing something. I expect right? my clients that have their jobs, some of them are quite professional jobs. Mm-hmm. I expect that they would expect of themselves to be very well-versed in their job. Right. One of my um, clients is a lawyer. Yeah, right. They should I, be developing their proficiency as lawyers, ex- as tow truck drivers, yes. nurses, stay-at-home parents. I expect him parent. to be brilliant at Did his better. job, and yeah. I'll be brilliant in mine. Yep. And he'll come to see me, and I will train him and then he can still be brilliant in his other ways. Yep. I so, totally respect that. I think that's I think that's really good. Or maybe this here, let's tie it back in because you're trying to tell us like how do we get you to go back? I got this right here. For, oh, you got it? Have I shown you this before? Let me see this. This is what this. I want to bring up next. And I'll put this on the screen as well. So in the spirit of 
that calculation that fitness professionals do where we're warming up. I've seen this before right? for you. And this is okay. my personal routine. Three minutes on the air bike with the arms and legs. The first minute I'm getting my playlist set up and I'm looking right now, DJ's looking at the screen. There's six categories. Each category is ranked from one to five. Five is the good score. And what this allows someone to do is to mimic me as a fitness professional, looking at these six categories, ranking myself empirically, coming up with a single numeric score by adding them together, and then using that score to dictate what level of intensity I should do. So I'll give you an example. If a wow, person is- Wow, dude, this is intense. <laughs> and I expect this from you, but I'm okay, like, cool. what? We, are, we approach this way differently. This is, yeah. But this, this is, you're talking, this is for another per. This is how- this is, Yeah, this is for a regular person, quote unquote, trying client, to find- to learn how to be like a To a judge trainer. their- yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Because I think you should go to the gym on Thursday. You should do this calculation for yourself. If the number comes up low, like let's say 14 or less- you should do a recovery session, right? Stretch, foam okay. roll, yeah. freaking take yeah. the take the sauna, and you should feel good about what you've done. You should never tell yourself, "Oh, I didn't do the Navy SEAL workout today" because I'm whatever narrative you have in your head. No, look at these categories, rank yourself, do the workout that you should, and feel awesome because you've appropriately matched your energy to your capacity. This right. is very nerdy. <laughs> well, definitely. That's my way, right? So it is. And this sleep, is... nutrition, soreness or bodily comfort, energy level, but, appetite. Yeah, what do you got mood. here? Mood. Last yeah. One. yeah. I mean, so, this is a, this is your right. And I've seen this before from you. I remember this. Yeah. Uh, um, and this could help really help set the tone for the individual. And it, it should only take a couple seconds here. Yeah. Less right? than one minute yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And and I think it takes this longer is, to talk about than to do it itself. Yeah. And I'll tell you that, you know, as a coach, when I do this calculation with people, they're on the bike. I say, how's your sleep from one to five? Nutrition, appetite, energy. And I rank these and I total them up. And then when they land in the middle category, which is the broadest numerical range, if you look at the Mm -hmm. values, they land in the middle. As a coach, I'm never going to ask them to try a new personal record weightlifting on an average day, a medium day. Those efforts are reserved for when we are scoring highly on good sleep, good mobility, good nutrition. That's when we push ourselves for personal records. And I'm not saying that as a, you know, I'm bigger than you and you should, you know, follow my advice, but that's what I personally do. Well, you're, if I'm in the middle, I'm not going to put more weight on the bar because that's the day. We're trying to give them the answer to how we want them to do this. Exactly. This is what you're really getting at is like, Hey, look, exactly. If you don't know when, to make that choice, whether you go home or you go to the gym, mm-hmm. stop for a second, calculate, cal- do your calculations and go, hey, look, I may make it to the sauna today. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're good. Yep. yep. And that's it exactly. You okay. got it, DJ. If you come up with this calculation and it dictates that you go in for recovery and then you go and do that, pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a big old high five. Okay. And this is what's crucial because right now people are going in and they're not feeling up for a full workout. They're then not doing a full workout but then they go home and feel bad about it and they drag themselves through the mud. Like, why didn't you try harder today? How come you didn't have energy? Well, it's still that same results based visual thing we've talked about before. Right. Well, um, there's no way I'm going to lose all that fat by doing uh, the sauna. Mm -hmm. Well, today's not for that. That's not it. Your score shows you that you should do sauna and that it's, Perfectly appropriate. It's okay right yeah, today. Exactly. There's always tomorrow. You get it. Good job, Joey. So I'm going to roll this in. I'll put it in the screen and we'll share it, of course, so you can see it. But I encourage people to come up with, okay. if not that exact calculation, something similar. Like if you have a chronic disease, how flared up is it? Put that in as, a, as something you're monitoring as well and do a little bit less when your bathtub is filled up from something else. Let's take note of this too. Mm-hmm. If you're a trainer... And because we, you like you said earlier, we do this intuitively, and I do this with my clients, whether they know it or not. Well, actually, they do know it because I explain to them why we're changing it yeah. based on the on the, the discussions we were just having. Yeah. Right. You know, I can have them come in and say to me, "Oh, hey, look, my hip, my neck, my back, whatever," and I'm gonna immediately make my assessment right away. I'm gonna go. We're gonna do this, this, and this now. Totally. And so, yeah. okay. As soon as someone comes in and they're looking a little stiff and they're like, "Yeah, my back's pretty tired." I'm already calculating how I would adjust the workout. So when yep. you're a trainer, right, and you express to them this thing, another way to check your trainers is to see if they go and say, hey, look, all right, let's change things up. Let's work on this, this, and this instead. And that should be another marker for you. Big time. A good trainer is going to be like, hold on, let me redo this. Even though I've written, I used to yeah. do this all the time. I had stuff written all written down. Out, all and then they say, oh, my neck. And I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, guess what? 
we're going to do this and this and this. Right. Yep. And you know how appreciative they are for this? This is a sign of a truly good trainer. Right. Who will stop. Yeah. And like, hold on. So that's it. I just wanted to put that in there. Guys, girls, look, if you get into a trainer, look for these qualities too. Yep. You know? And when your trainer makes those adjustments, like following our analogy, if you come in with a stiff or sore back and he changes the workout to work around that, you don't have to apologize and say, sorry, I couldn't do your whole plan or sorry. It's like, sweet. When I change a workout movement because I'm making room for what I've already done the day before, I don't apologize to myself for it. I pat myself on the back, say smart move, good stuff. Good job. You know, like, I have done that so many times so, in my workout. Grab yeah. something and went, nope, mm-hmm. not today. Yeah. And so if we're talking about what makes a good workout, I think this releasing of yourself from your expectation of what you should do in a good workout. Or what you think others' piece. expectations exactly. is of you as yeah. well. We need the the solo workout where no one sees what you did. You didn't see anybody else do anything. How would you move and what would you do? If you were really focused on on how it felt and what felt good for you. A good workout is you paying attention to how you feel. Should be very mindful. Yeah. Yes. And it's okay to take those moments to gauge how you feel. Whether or not you do it with Joey's method or you take a time to sit down in a chair and just take a few breaths mm-hmm. and just think for a second. Yep. Either way, this is a process too that you can use in order to get yourself ready to have a 60% kind of day in the gym. Right. It's okay. Discover that you're at 60, do 60, feel good about 60, and then come back the next day. That's going to have a watershed change. If you're currently doing it how most people are, which is like not effective, then make this difference for yourself and it's going to make it's going to make a huge impact on your own fitness. I've so had uh, good workouts. That's what we want. Well, I've everybody. Had people- come up to me before and they've seen my entire workout and they're like, dude, that was a really gnarly workout that you did. I saw the whole thing and I would look at them and go, not really, bro. Not that, not that gnarly. It wasn't that gnarly. Right. Like I'm at, yeah, I might be sweaty and I might be breathing heavy, but I'm like, that's not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's not being braggadocious. I just want right. to explain that it's like, I don't go 100. Right. That doesn't make it. Yeah. But however, I want to put this button here because I have a different example okay. of what makes a good workout. This person put effort. Any workout is good if the effort is put in. Mobility, strength, and knowledge improvements are benefits, but effort is the core. Okay, I have to be honest. He's he's my client. Yeah. So (laughs) I've had a lot of time to work with him and, 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 and use certain dialogue with him to help coach him. Because his thought process, too, is very clouded in, in expectations of himself, expectations of me. And okay. so when I would talk to him about his effort, because he, was, he was, feels that he needs to lift bigger weights. Mm. And I was like, well, this is not true. And, and you know, I'm not going to go deep into that. But I taught him that even if it's 10 pounds, the effort that you can bring to something is their intense, your intent focus on making it hard. Okay. So we can take 10 pounds and I can make it extremely hard depending on the moon move maneuver, however you want to say it right. function yeah. and 10 pounds can be extremely difficult based on exercise selection, correct grip modification, correct. whatever uh, adjustment, imp- timing. implement timing. Yeah. All these things right. are okay. factors. And so, so we can get a high challenge without necessarily a high load. Right. But I have also taught him that the effort he applies to it is what's important, Mm -hmm. not the number on the bell Mm. or the thickness of the band. Sure, yeah. And it's It's like the intentionality of the Exactly. It's like like I'm going after this, but it doesn't, the the size or the load does not indicate whether or not it's good. Yeah. So I think he answered it pretty correctly for himself. And I think that's because I've also coached him into understanding himself Mm -hmm. better. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I hear you say that, and I think it speaks really well to um, what we know intuitively, which is that when we're in the when we're in the workout, and I think to count it as a good workout, we need to visit that challenge zone. Maybe this is the effort sure. that he's speaking of. Like, yes, we know intuitively this is true. we have to kind of butt up against the upper limit of what we're capable of if we want that upper limit to get pushed up further. Yes, and so I know for. You know, for a health and fitness person, for someone who moves well and can jump on a box and has a six pack, it can feel like in the gym, you know, pretty, pretty good. Like it's, it actually is, it feels nice to work hard. 
when yes, people do enjoy this. This yeah, is a good workout. You're moving with good technique. You're having this deep breathing. You're hopefully feeling good about what you're doing. Yeah. This makes it so that workouts don't really feel like hard to do. Sure, they're physically difficult, but it's like uh, a really a good outcome at the end as well. And so we can work in that challenge zone and we don't have to have it be like a torture festival which I think is what a lot of people start envisioning when they're in the gym. They're like, how much do I have to put up with? How much well, can I handle today? And we're here to say, hey, when you're moving well and you have good pace and you go down slowly in your squat before you stand up properly, your knees don't hurt. Your leg muscles will be challenged, yeah. but that actually feels kind of good. And if I had knee pain mid-squat, I would also not squat. Yes. Right? And so like, I get why people are stopping or derailing or going lighter, but... Ultimately, I want them to understand that for a good workout, when we develop our technique, then we get to start playing around with effort and intensity yeah. and really starting to thrive off of like that feeling of trying hard and getting a result from it. I mean, that's that's a great sensation, we but keep it's not available back until you earn up to it. To that. You're, yeah. we keep, I don't know if the people are really listening here, but I hear it. Yeah. We keep circling back to this one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just your commitment. Right. The effort will come. The changes and varieties will come. We keep circling back to this one point. If just yeah. you just being there yep. is where you need to go. You got to start showing up. You just got to, to show yeah. up. Yeah, that's the beginning of it. And you know what? It's like there is such a high barrier to entry right now that it's even hard for people to, to begin with that first show up. They worry about how you know how they're going to look, how red their face is going to get. What, what if they wearing. can't complete the whole workout? Yeah, what if... The, all these things where it's like, hey, I recognize that those can be really significant, but what's on the other side is more significant. We have to work on overcoming these barriers. We have to get people started because once we can get them rolling and they're in that momentum, they got a streak, well, then pretty soon they're going to be a person who says, I can't imagine going three days without working out. Yes, that's my Rather clients. than, oh, I can't imagine doing three days of workouts, you know, like, What's the difference? Well, three days, three workouts in three days is three sessions of harmony, feeling good, breathing deep, getting sweaty, feeling successful about what I've done. I want to go in for a fourth. That's a totally different scenario from someone who's moving with poor technique because they're doing a ton of variety. They're trying to get the intensity. So they're going up and down fast. So it's making their joints hurt. Like, yeah, I, I can see why you don't want to do a second, third, fourth session. You've been watching too many YouTube session. videos about how to get lean yeah. or bigger muscles or something like that. I'm sure they're following something ridiculously dumb. Unfortunately, Unfortunately that's, the, that is, that's the, the culture right now in the industry, you know, is putting out that message a lot. But well, we're here to say, hey, if you can get in there and you can do two leg exercises, two arm exercises, something for your front core and something for your back core, right? Glutes and abs. You're going to be so much better off than delaying that participation because you're waiting till you're hundred percent ready for that Navy SEAL caliber workout, or you're waiting until whatever else perfect scenario. So can I put this, I'm going to not turn the gears on, on our, on our potential listeners, but actually sure. kind of put something on them too. Okay. Here's what I think is really important. Okay. You as a, as a potential client need to be educated yourself about us. Mm-hmm. And so I think this has been a real brilliant um, example of getting to know people like trainers like us is, yeah. is, is we are putting out a podcast for you to actually hear what we're going to say as trainers. Like this is what you should expect from the person you go and hire. Yeah. Okay. Now look, Agreed. I'm going to put the onus back on you on the potential clients or further listeners. When you're searching out someone to help you, because I told you one of my clients said it's because of me that I have helped her continue and it's, it's makes good workouts because I'm involved. Mm-hmm. When you go to find your next trainer, your next coach, you know, you need to look for that quality there. Okay. Them, <clears throat> I'm going to put this, I want to make sure I put this correctly because I don't want clients to be offended um, in this at all. Okay. <sighs> because most clients come to us and they want one thing. A couple of things. It's usually fat loss and muscle gain. It's, it's sure. a very, it's a, it's what everybody wants. Same thing I want too. Yeah, I, I know. And, and to be a little bit more discerning about what you need to be honest with your trainer about what you really are dealing with and working for. Okay. Um, and, and, and be open and upright about this because you know what? It's nice to know that my clients are like, dude, I, I, I can barely handle a 30 minute workout. That's okay. You know, talk to, be honest with us just as well. Yeah. 
because and 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 future trainers maybe who are listening to this, be honest back yeah. to these people as well. The expectations, the things that they're going to be required. Let them know that it's not just they're not just data, and you can't go through a spreadsheet in order to help them. There's not just one system, yeah. and so now the potential clients they need to also become smarter too, right? And and when searching for something like us, take your time, listen, be honest. My clients stick with me because I do provide that that element. Yeah. But if you can't afford that, I get it. This is where you have to become very self-sufficient. You have to work for that, that independence of, yeah. and that knowledge. So be okay with not knowing how to do something, but you need to be educated on how to do it. Don't come to the gym and just, I'll use the example of the squat. And just start squatting something. Right. It's okay for you to look at videos and listen and practice in your home too as well. Mm -hmm. Be a little bit more involved with your own health because it's right at your fingertips. You're like, anybody can look this up. Sure. Yeah. Please, clients and potential listeners. I know I don't I know this is a hard talk maybe for somebody to hear, but it's on you, really. Right. The effort that you need is yours. Yeah. Your mindset that you need to change is yours. I'm not here to convince you. I'm not at all. I'm not a psychologist. I'm here to tell you that the real change for you is going to come from you. Right. You're just going to have to learn how to work through that. Yeah. There's no easy way. There's ways Definitely. to do it. You're like your little point system. I like sit down for a few minutes, like take a couple few deep breaths to assess the situation before going into it. These are good ways to, to try this. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's just you, the yeah. client, the potential listener. You are the ones who have to do this work. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm glad you brought that up, you know, because that is really true. I'm not going to let them off the line. There's magic about attendance duration. Like if you go to a 60-minute session twice a week for 52 weeks, but all you did was sit in the corner of the room, you wouldn't get any more fit. So there's, it's not like the results just come racing in from being at the magic location of the gym. Yeah. Ultimately, we do need to be putting in that work. And when you're going in there, if you're, if you're getting started with your fitness or if you're upgrading your fitness routine, you should expect to have that sensation of being an amateur. Absolutely. Be okay with not knowing stuff. Be yep. okay with asking quote unquote dumb questions because- Fine by me. Yeah, what you're looking for is to improve yourself and to continue harnessing those benefits. And it's the same thing that we've done. Trainers are not immune to this growth process. So if you're feeling that way, don't beat yourself up over it. Say, hey, this is how it is. And I understand. But that. it's up to you it. to learn it, though. Right. Like if you can't afford a trainer, well, then don't complain because you can't do the squat because it, you can. Mm -hmm. You really can, but you're going to have to take that step of effort to want to learn it. Right. And I'll tell you, DJ, when you bring this up, you know, the thing that comes out in, at first in my mind is if we're going to ask that of a participant, we're going to say, hey, we want this to matter to you to the point where you move other calendar events out of the way of your workout. You think ahead, you bring your clothes with you in the trunk so you can get a workout after your, your day. Like if we want you to do that kind of stuff, if we want to ask you of that level, we know that it takes a serious fuel. You it have does. to have a strong why. <laughs> and I think for fitness professionals, you know, again, we're not immune to this. We have our reasons for participating in workouts. Some of them may be a little heightened because of our profession, but they're no different than other people. And so the reason I bring this up mm -hmm. now, and I think we should be closing in on the end of our episode. Let's do here, that. Yep. But the reason I bring this up now is because I want people to get a good workout because they know and they're hyper aware of what's at stake. And it might be your health yes. and wellness, like your legitimate like ability mm -hmm. to be alive, all right, to be living, or it might be like your ability to live and to thrive and to do things you enjoy with your grandkids or whatever. But it, I challenge you, if if you can go into the gym and when you feel that burn in your legs or that hard work and you're breathing heavy, tell yourself, say it out loud, I'm working out like this right now so I can continue to go blank, blank, blank with my grandchildren or give it a real purpose and make it strong, right? Strong. If you can make it emotional to the point where you're almost tearing up, let's go. You're going to get some, let's go, you know, like, and I, I really encourage people when they start with me, I, I give them a vision statement. It talks about what they're trying to do and why they're doing. It. It's kind of a mad libs, like fill in the blanks. 
but it gets us a structure for this mantra that we can say to ourselves. When it, when you're not really wanting to get up early, lean onto this and say, hey, why am I doing this? Oh, it's for this reason. Make it a strong reason. Make it multi-sensory. Imagine what it's going to be like when you do that thing that you're wanting to, to continue doing and then tap into it mid-workout. I think this is a crucial thing to talk about in what makes a good workout because the best workouts I've ever had had this fuel, like a rocket thrust, right? Continuing to go through yep. the discomfort because you are right in the moment reminding yourself why, why it's worth doing it. Why is this burning? Yeah. I know exactly. this, man. And we all live like kings nowadays where you mentioned it. We could go home from work. We could sit back. We could have food brought to us, delivery, or you know, if you were an ancient king, they would bring you food in your courtroom. Well, what we're looking to do now is instead say to ourselves in a very adult and mature way, we know that we have to do this other thing for us because it's better. How do we make sure to make that happen? And if it's oh. this mentality of having a vision statement and knowing your why, it's going to make for a better workout. And Ooh. that's going to really put it in. Before you even go to the gym, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if this is your first time when, and we have encouraged you, we've hyped you up enough to go and try this. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Look, before you go, write it down. I don't care where you put it. In you your type, phone, type it in your phone. Do yeah. something. Write it down. Why are you really here? Yeah. Why are you going to do it? Yep. Because I can tell you I've trained a lot of people and their why wasn't strong enough to continue them on. Mm -hmm. And now they're in worse conditions than when they started. And it's, okay, this is the choice they make. But yeah. before you guys go, write it down. Yeah. Try it out. Hey, you don't believe us? Guess what? I've done this. I've been doing this. And this is why I'm still doing this is because I still continue on with that yeah. mentality. Exactly. Why? Purpose. Execute. Make it really strong and use it Use it as the fuel for what you're doing. I got goosebumps on <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready. I know, man. I love it. I love it. And I hope people listening kind of feel that same energy because like, we want you to succeed. We want you to have what we get from workouts. We want that for everybody. And we want it to be in this realm of real world results. Like it's so mm -hmm. much more interesting to me that you can pick up a grandkid on each arm and mm -hmm. go out to the trampoline and not feel like you're going to risk your back mm -hmm. or go, not be able to go to work tomorrow. Like I want people to be free for their fun and the things they are counted on as an individual. And that's so much more exciting than second championship or more trophies for the team or you ran a little faster in your sprint. Now you're all state. Those are great, but yeah, that's, that's fine. I want 24 hours a day results. And so if you're in your workout and you can actually say to yourself, and this will take bravery, I'm working out to get rid of my extra body weight so that I will still have a great life in 15 years when I'm yes. walking my daughter down the aisle. Yes. Like, I mean, that sounds a little scary and I don't want to be offensive to anybody, but what matters to you should be in that sentence yes. that you say yeah. when you're trying to stay in the plank or stay in the pull-up or stay on the run or whatever it is that you're doing, a good workout mm -hmm. is going to be fueled by that. It is. That's a good, I, I like that. Let's end that with this because this has gone on a lot longer than I thought <laughs> I it totally, would. Totally, me too. But guess what? This is because both of us are extremely passionate about helping you. And that's our main premise here. Yeah. Is that we get this message across that we're here to help. Okay. Absolutely, man. And look at us. You know, we've already gone on almost an hour. Oh, Lord. I know yeah. we could keep going, Probably. but we'll cut it off here and keep it short. Uh, we'll just recap real quick what we covered, and then that'll be it for today. And we'll, we'll thank you for listening. So episode number four, what makes for a good workout? We covered physical readiness to determine what you should do in a workout. We talked about the factors of fitness with proficiency, variety, duration, intensity, consistency, we talked about how to gauge a workout and a series of workouts so you can get a week of training, hopefully a month and a year. Uh, the balance of safety versus effectiveness and the way that technique actually allows us to work heavier and yep. still stay, stay safe when we do that. And then we finished off with our, our why. What are you doing your workouts for and how you can use that to really make each session as good as possible. Yeah, that was good. I, I think this is probably one of my favorite ones so far. Cool, man. Yeah, I feel like we, we're building kind of a little rhythm here, and uh, we hope you guys really appreciate this. We actually, whoever does listen to this, and, and if you appreciate it like we do, you feel like you want to share it with somebody who needs this kind of talk, please share this. Absolutely. We would love for this message like this to go just out to everybody who's struggling with this kind of topic. Yeah, absolutely. You know? DJ's got it absolutely right, so... 
questions, comments, concerns, ideas, suggestions. We want to hear from you. And if you do us the favor of sharing this content onward to someone else that will benefit from it, heck, even better. Cool. Let's take it out, man. Let's sign it out. All That's right. Tune Dubbells on a Microphone. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you. See you next time.